You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. He is RJ Ochoa. RJ, it's game day, baby. How the hell are you? Uh, it's not really game day, not for elite teams at least, uh, <laughs> but it is uh, It is the middle of Christmas blitz. Um, everywhere you look, there's an NFL game. Um, I'm like... I um I heard this take th- that this is what it would be like if the NFL schedule was like Major League Baseball. And <laughs> I got to say I don't necessarily love it. Um I love football, but you know, it's family time, guys. G- give me, you know, give me 3 hours to go play Monopoly or something. Like this is this is a little bit much. But you know what, stats, I I hope the good guys win tonight. I'll say that. It is crazy. Like I feel like I have not yet fully digested last week for the 49ers. Yet here we are. They are playing tonight against the Titans. We are going to take a deep dive into the most important games of the week. We'll hit every other game in the lightning round. But before we do that, RJ, just want to remind you that the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. Oh, by the way, rate, review, subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. If you take the time to leave a review, we will read it on the show, good, bad, or ugly. And we have read some ugly ones on the show. So whatever you want to say, leave a review and we read it. It's all about commitment here uh, at the SB Nation NFL Show Stats, which is why uh, we hold ourselves accountable in a number of different ways. One of those ways is by the games that we pick and choose to believe in, something you and I have been doing uh, back since week 13, because that was kind of when the holiday spirit sort of, you know, well, I feel the holiday spirit all year round, but you, my friend Stats the Grinch, <laughs> uh, were only recently getting into it. Uh, so you and I back in week 13, we started a little, a uh, little, Little, little pool, little fun, little bet sort of situation. Every week, the games we disagree on, the lines we disagree on. Again, uh, per our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, we we write those down, we we chart them, we we I wouldn't say we graph them, but we pay attention to them. Um, and uh, we have a running contest going. Whoever loses between you and I, you uh, eventually uh, has to make. Um, I say has to make, but is going to willfully make a donation right. to charity. Uh, so it's it's a fun sort of festive holiday little tournament we have going on here on the look ahead stats do you want me to remind you what happened in week 15 yes sadly i think you should so we had four games that we disagreed on in week 15 i don't know why you're so morose about it because we uh it was a push uh you and i each had two games correct um or or were correct on two games uh you barely squeaked one out though we got the the week started with chargers chiefs on thursday night football you took kansas city uh, as a three-point favorite, and if not for the Travis Kelsey 5,000-yard touchdown run at the end of that game, um, it might have gone a different way. Or if if one of Brandon Staley's heroic two-point conversions had gone the right way, I might have won. But so that that was a good one for you. 
I, um, you know, I said a long time ago, stats, the Bills were going to win one of their next four games. I said it was going to come against the Carolina Panthers, um, and I was correct. They were 11-point favorites. That is the largest favorite that either of us has taken so far here uh, wow. throughout this little tournament. The second largest was Indianapolis over Houston by 10 back in Week 13, and I was correct on both of those, so congratulations to me and my bravery. Um, when it came to Broncos, Bengals, I foolishly, um, I, I was lured by, by the frauds, uh, the Broncos. Uh, I took job. I took Denver by two and a half. The Bengals came out. I wouldn't say it was like an easy cover. It was a little stressful there at the Whatever, very end. Man, they all count the same. Uh, finally, stats, you bet against the team you're so excited to see tonight. The San Francisco 49ers were nine point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons last week. You didn't believe Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, Kyle Shanahan's quarterback, Kyle Pitts, the pro bowler and everything. Ha, stupid. You suck. <laughs> uh, so I got that right. Uh, we split week 15, two to two. So far from week 13 through now, I have seven correct uh, picks. You have five. So I am up on you by two stats. All right. That's not insurmountable here. We have still got plenty of time left. I'm not worried about it at all. So let's go. Let's get our oxygen mask. Let's get our goggles. Let's begin our deep dives here. And we'll start on Thursday night football. The 49ers travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Titans are getting three points in this game. If Tennessee wins and the Colts lose, RJ, they win the AFC South. So there is a lot at stake here for Tennessee. Now, obviously, they can still win it other weeks if they lose, but it's not like they have absolutely nothing to play for in this one. They don't. Um, I do think it's kind of amazing that the um, that, that the AFC South is not already locked up. I think we would have thought a month ago, like there's no way that Indianapolis is, is going to make this a race. But, but lo and behold, they have sadly at the expense of Philadelphia's first round pick next year, I might add. Um, but I I don't know that I believe in the Titans all too much, man. I mean, the, the Titans are, are kind of suspect. Um, I mean, I, I, I correctly predicted them to lose last week to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm sad that I was right about that. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped that I'm, I'm a genius, but they are, do you know what the Titans are stats by overall DVOA at this point at week 16? I do not. They are 23rd by Oof. overall DVOA. The only teams that they are ahead of, I mean, there's, you know, a lot, but like, think of, these are the teams you're ahead of Chicago, Miami, the Giants, the Panthers, the Jets, the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Falcons, the team you were so afraid of last week, by the way. Um, I mean, that's like that's awful. And I mean, they they managed to survive without Derrick Henry for a lot longer than I think any of us thought was possible. And I know they caught some bad breaks last week against Pittsburgh, but I just don't believe in them. Meanwhile, I mean, over this last, what, six weeks, San Francisco has been like one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, one of the tops when it comes to EPA per play and things like that. I mean, I, I'm, I trust Kyle Shanahan. He has re-earned my trust at the very least. Yeah, the 49ers have won five out of their last six. The Titans have dropped three out of their last four. Here's what worries me, RJ. Thursday night football games, for the most part, are usually ugly football games, right? And ugly football games generally come down to three things. Turnovers, field position, and field goals. And those are not the 49ers' strongest areas. They are awful on kickoffs. They can't reach the end zone on the kickoff, and they can't cover so they're allowing big returns. The 49ers have the third worst kickoff coverage DVOA in the entire league. Apparently their punter is tired, Kyle Shanahan said. So they might have 39-year-old Robbie Gold do some of the kickoff duties. Yay. It's always good when you need the oldest kicker in the league to come in and do your kickoffs. Robbie has been shaky at best. 
They turn the ball over on special teams. So if it does come down to this kind of ugly game of field position and field goals, uh, I'm nervous as a 49er fan. I think you're you're reading way too much into it. And I know you're scarred. Um, I know Kyle Shanahan has hurt you, like I said. But the, the offense is so... I mean, I like, do I expect a showing that we've seen over the last month? Maybe not. It, it, you have to inject the Thursday night factor. Uh, by the way, on the subject of Robbie Gold, like, I know this is weird, but like, remember when he wanted to go back to Chicago? Like, what an awful idea that was. You know, <laughs> like, like I, I hope Kyle Shanahan sits him down. I was like, you know, you, you, you could thank me. You know what I mean? Like, for, for not acquiescing there. But, but anyway, um, I just like, what do you, I, I trust Kyle Shanahan. Like, you, you mentioned it comes down to three things. I think it, it also similarly comes down to three things for me. The head coach, I love Mike Vrabel, but I trust Kyle Shanahan more right now. The quarterback, I love Ryan Tannehill, but I hate to say it, this is kind of a push. And I know that really bothers you because you hate Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the, thurs, the Thursday night factor. But the Thursday night factor plays at, at both hands here. And I honestly think that Tennessee's under a lot more pressure than San Francisco because they have dropped, because Indianapolis is surging. And I think that Tennessee might be looking past this because their next two games, their final two games after this, the Titans have the Miami Dolphins. I told you before the show I picked up their defense in my fantasy league of record because I need them to show out next week titan so if you, <laughs> if you if you put out a stinker here tonight you know next week you know get it back on track my point is they have the dolphins and texans to finish it up so i could see like the titans being like we just got to get through this just got to get through this thursday night game we'll get the mini buy we'll get those two clunkers to finish things out we'll finish strong we'll head into the playoffs we'll get a playoff game here in nashville derrick henry will be back and i i think they might be underestimating the 49ers in that sense whereas the niners are like super locked and loaded and they're chasing you know i'd I think you're a little foolish that you think San Francisco can still win the NFC West. But I, I, while I don't think that's true, I think they could totally, at the very least, climb up to be the five seed in the playoffs. All I said was it's possible. I said, in fact, my exact words were it's not probable. Yeah, that was such a such possible. a cop out. It's possible that like a, a mastodon could show up at your front door right now. Stats. It's not impossible, but it is possible. Do they ring the bell or do they just barge right in? I think um, they have trunks, right? Um, yes. I think that they use the trunk to like ring the doorbell. There so. you go. Well, that's polite at least. Uh, Tennessee is, they're having major, major injury problems right now. First of all, they've already used 87 players this season. That is the most in the league and the most ever in a non-strike season. It looks like Julio Jones is going to try and give it a go. AJ Brown might be able to play as we record this. It's up in the air, but. And this could be a big butt, RJ. Tennessee is going to be down two starting offensive linemen. Ryan Tannehill is already the second most sacked quarterback in the league before this game. And here comes Nick Bosa. 15 sack Nick Bosa. In my opinion, the defensive player of the year, the runaway comeback player of the year. If oh he wants gosh. to win any of those awards, to me, RJ, in a primetime game, this is where Bosa can do it, right? The world is watching. Get two or three sacks, maybe throw a strip in there. And to me, he cements himself into one of those awards tonight. Stats, look, I am far from a homer, all right? But the idea that anyone other than Dak Prescott would win comeback player of the year. Like as somebody who agrees and acknowledges how important narrative is in these awards, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback is but not he hasn't going to been win good. this. I don't care. He's led like comeback. If actually, if there's a, an award that is like purely narrative, it is comeback player of the year. Like what, when did Phillip rivers win it? Like, and he came back from just like sucking. Just you know? sucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I mean, 
I'm I'm sorry. Like maybe on merit, Nick Bosa deserves it more. But Dak is the quarterback of America's team that's going to win the division, be a top seed in the NFC. There's no way he's not winning that award. Uh, they're not going to be the top seed in the NFC. Well, well I, a top seed is what I'm saying. I think Bosa is going to because I think they don't want to give defensive player of the year to Bosa. I think they're going to want to give it to Parsons or somebody else. Mm, they don't want to give two Cowboy. awards to Cowboys. Exactly. See, so uh, to me. Bosa is going to stake his claim. That's going to be the key because if Julio Jones can play and play anything close to his potential and A.J. Brown, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. But the 49ers secondary is hideously bad. So unless that pass rush gets to Tannehill, they're going to have opportunities to make plays down the field. Do you know how many touchdowns Julio Jones has this season? Uh, that would be zero. That would be zero. And I'm not trying to like, you know, hindsight analyze things here but man like and the falcons haven't been good you know don't get me wrong but like the falcons took so much heat for that it was like how could you trade julio Jones? i didn't want julio and the niners i was saying it all he's always always hurt his hamstring hasn't been healthy since like 2007 I mean, well, he was drafted in 2011, so great. (laughs) That's how bad it's been. I mean, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, again, not saying like what a what a bunch of dummies the Titans were. (laughs) uh, But remember that like all the like, do the Titans have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL now? Like, it's just, you know, just remember that in the offseason when moves happen. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I will take the Niners. I will take them with confidence. I will take them to cover. Um, Maybe you're a coward and not believing in your team for the second straight week, though. No, I will take the 49ers and I will give the three points. I don't love it, but the Niners have to win. Like you mentioned, they're locked in. Like this is not, it's not a must win because they'd still be in the playoffs if they lost. But like, you just can't afford to give these games away. It's way too tight at the bottom of that NFC right now. The Niners, like you said, are rolling. Plus, I think they really love the idea of win this game, get to nine and six, then you get 10 days off and then you get the Houston Texans coming into Levi's stadium. Like that is the ideal scenario for San Francisco. If they could find a way to get this win, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but if they could, they are going to be set up going into the final two games of the year. San Francisco, you suck, but you're going to win this game. How dare you? Oh, by the way, Nick Bosa is going to largely go up against David Quisenberry. Who's allowed a league high 11 sacks this year. So, Nick Bosa, go win some awards tonight. All right, next game, Colts at the Cardinals. And this is kind of interesting because the Colts are sort of the AFC version of the 49ers. Team that struggled early, has come back. They beat the Niners, by the way, stats, just so you know. Yes, they did. That game and the the friggin' Colt-McCoy game the Niners lost are the two games that are haunting them right now. But Colts travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a one-point favorite. Uh, they've lost two straight. Meanwhile, the Colts have won seven of nine. And uh, I'm sorry, man. I think the Cardinals are kind of in a little bit of quicksand. They've won two straight games. They have gone from, you know, trying to lock up the number one seed to now being tied with the Rams and just trying to avoid being a wild card team. So I don't like to call people frauds or losers or anything. I would never do that. No, um, you never would do that. I think, though, Stats, you um, were too quick to come back around on Cliff Kingsbury. You have said on the SB Nation NFL show Airwaves that, you know, you were wrong, that Cliff Kingsbury is a, a great head coach, and he might very well be, but he's kind of not. Um, every contender, every contender, except for the Packers, which pains me to say, every contender has a what-the-hell-happened loss, right? Everyone does, <laughs> you know? Um, the Packers have one to the Saints. That was week one, you know, like it's it's still a little weird. And the Saints are still like Saints are in the mix. Saints are you know, trash. 
I mean, whatever. Uh, anyway, I, I, I think the Packers have the most excusable losses, but the most inexcusable loss, regardless of how weird this season has been, belongs to the Arizona Cardinals. The perfect situation, if you lose the way they did on Monday Night Football to the Rams, is, okay, you know what? This sucks. Let's get back on track. Let's go beat the crap out of the Lions. And, like, fine. Maybe you don't beat the crap out of it. Let's go win. The fact that you lost to the Lions, I am all the way out. I'm all the way, all <laughs> the way out. No, I mean, like, I cannot come back. There's no way. Nothing you can do that can bring or pull me back in, Cardinals. I'm sorry. You are the true frauds. I've been throwing that word around a lot this season. I mean, and remember, like, all these, like, Cardinals fans, like, why is nobody giving us national luck? It's because you're going to go and lose to the Lions. That's why. <laughs> like, that, like that, that's why, like, we, we can't believe in you. We can't. I mean, because th- this is this just, I don't know. I mean, this these are bad like not even bad vibes, just bad. It's just bad all the way around. Missing DeAndre Hopkins, and remember there was all the like, well, look at how they did without DeAndre and without Kyler Murray last time they were out. It's like, yeah, good job by them. They beat a crummy 49ers team without. Them. <laughs> but but sure. I just, I mean, and I like the the part of me that loves football is a little upset that the Colts are winning the way that they are. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by it, and I would kind of like to see Jonathan Taylor win MVP at this point, just because it would pain me greatly to see Aaron Rodgers win it back to back. I don't know how you don't take the Colts here. I'm taking the Colts just to get out in front of this. If you want to take the Cardinals, but I mean, I, I how can and dude, it's it could get worse for the Cardinals. They play the Cowboys next week, and then they play the Seahawks to wrap things up. And not that I believe in the Seahawks, but I mean, I mean, the NFC West is weird. Like. Could you not? They could totally slip to 10 and 7. Yeah. When you lose your get right game, when you're the Cardinals, that's a bad, bad sign. Like you said, division game against the Rams, whatever. Like things happen. But to go lose, and they didn't just lose to the Lions. Oh, they they got, got embarrassed. Yeah, they got their doors blown off. That matters to me. And by the way, if the Cardinals couldn't stop Craig Reynolds last week, how the hell are they going to stop Jonathan Taylor from just running them into the ground? Uh, I think it's there's bad vibes in Arizona. You know, if they win, they can stop all of this. If the Cardinals win, they clinch a playoff spot. So they can, you know, throw the brakes on this whole, oh, the Cardinals are, you know, spiraling out of control. It's happening to them again for the second straight year. They can stop all of that with a win. I I don't know, man. The Colts have been the league's highest scoring team over the last eight weeks. Think about that. And then think about who the hell Carson Wentz is throwing to. Like, who is it? The ghost of T.Y. Hilton and what, Mo Alley Cox? Like, that's an incredible feat by Frank Reich. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Here's my question, though, RJ. Do you have faith in Carson Wentz? Because, like, look at last week against the Patriots. He was 5 of 12 for 57 yards and a touchdown. And the most bogus touchdown pass ever in the world was one of those stupid little drop passes where they basically just drop the football and that counts somehow as a pass and he got a touchdown on that like that's what Carson Wentz is doing right now you have faith in that guy I don't but I I think that the Colts can carry him more than the Cardinals can carry anything right now I mean I just I, I love Kyler Murray friend of the SB Nation NFL show Kyler Murray by the way um I I but how I don't know how how could you pick anybody coming off of a loss to the Lions? You can't. I mean, like, dude, like the Vikings got so much more grief for losing to the Lions than the Cardinals have this week. It's true. Kirk, Kirk Cousins got so much more grief. And I know that we are the the like Kirk show, um, <laughs> you know, but like he like remember, it was like, how could you possibly lose Kirk, even though like his loss was way more understandable or, or way less, you know, 
uh, like it wasn't a blowout. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, it was just the Vikings defense that like, you know, pooped on themselves at the very end. You know what I mean? Like the Cardinals got blown out in every capacity, like nothing they did worked against Detroit again, Detroit. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I, I read um, the, the athletics recap on that game. It was so sad how like fitting the joke was. Um, it was the Cardinals flew back home to Arizona without their kneecaps. Thanks to Dan Campbell. And it was like, man, like this is so sad that like they allowed for that joke to be made. Um, so they are the joke. The Arizona Cardinals. I don't I'm not picking them this week. I'm not picking them next week. The soonest I might pick Ooh. the Cardinals is uh, in two weeks when they play the Seahawks. But even then. I mean, if, if that's going to be Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk, like there's no way that dude goes out like in a whimper. And so this this is a tough scene for the Cardinals right now. I don't think they're going to win the NFC West. Wow. So you are like you said, you are all the way out on them. I Something in my bones is telling me you can't count on Carson Wentz. But I think the Colts are going to go into this and just be like, screw it. We're giving Jonathan Taylor 30 carries and whatever happens, happens. I hope not because I'm up against him in my fantasy playoffs. No one cares. Uh, I'll take the Colts. I'll take the point. And uh, I don't feel great about it, but that's where I'm going to go in that game. All right. We've still got multiple other games to take a deep dive on. We've still got our lightning round, RJ. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into Ravens Bengals. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we are continuing our deep dive into week 16. It feels weird to say that. Ravens on the road. They go to Cincinnati, where the Bengals are giving three points in this game. Think about this, RJ. At the beginning of the year, the Bengals were 25 to 1 to win the AFC North. Yet here we are, three games to go, and they have a share of the division lead. Uh, so first of all, very thrown off by the fact that we just took a break and didn't do anything uh, while we're live streaming. So to our video audience, welcome to how the sausage is made. Uh, but um, anyway, the uh, do we like really buy the Bengals? Like I, you know, we kind of agreed that Zach Taylor was like, you know, talk about like odds, the odds on favor to be the first head coach fired. Like, and and you have said a lot both here and um, you still do the other show, the one you do on Tuesdays. That still happen, other thing. Yeah, I do the other show. You jerk. Uh, well, you have said, uh, that this, this year, this is not about this year for the Bengals, right? You're, you're kind of, you're playing with house money right now. You know, you're, you know, enjoy the ride because this is all about next year for you. And in that sense, I still don't believe in Zach Taylor. And so like, th <laughs> this could be like a, a damaging ripple effect, you know, for the Bengals. Cause you can't get rid of Zach Taylor now. 
You know what I mean? And so, like, you're stuck here. And so I don't know that I believe in Zach Taylor elevating them to the place that you're saying they need to get to in 2022. That being the case, I don't see how they don't win this game. Um, I, I hate to say that. I hate, hate, hate. You mentioned your bones. I hate with my bones that John Harbaugh is being criticized for the two-point conversions mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I love the way he coaches. I think the fact that the Ravens are even somewhat competitive this season. You know, I, I mentioned my fantasy team that everyone absolutely cares about. You know, I like a lot of people, I struggled at running back this year. Shout out Christian McCaffrey. But I drafted J.K. Dobbins, and I was so pumped about it. Like, we forget, like, they lost him before the season started. They have lost a number of different players and obviously had to deal without Lamar Jackson, and he has kept the ship afloat. If they make the playoffs, I think he, I think he's in running for coach of the year. I think he should be regardless. But, you know, again, back to the narrative of it all. I, I will take the Bengals, and I'm, I'm very, very upset about it just because I would love to see the Ravens win. I just don't see how they can. But to be fair, that's generally when they find a way. Just to give people an understanding of where the Ravens are, they put five players on the COVID list yesterday. That is the seventh straight day where they've had at least one player added to the list. And over the past 10 days, they've put 16 players on the reserve COVID list. And oh, by the way, 10 of those are on defense, which also has 11 players on injured reserve. That is insane. You only start 11 players on defense and between the COVID list and injured reserve, the Ravens are without 21 defensive players. And yet here they are still in the running for a playoff spot. And then people wonder why John Harbaugh is going for two in regulation. (laughs) So the game doesn't go into overtime. You out of your mind. He's got nobody out there. It's insanity. Give the Ravens so much credit. I I agree with you. I love the way John Harbaugh coaches. I don't know if you saw the mic'd up thing that was yeah. um, floating around Twitter. He's asking everybody, do you want to go for it on fourth down? He's asking coaches. He's asking players. He's getting input from he's doing what all these people that claim to hate analytics want coaches to do. He's factoring in the data. He's also asking the team around him. He's obviously questioning himself what he wants to do. He's trying to mix all the factors to make a decision. Isn't that what people want coaches to do instead of blindly following the spreadsheet, as they like to say? I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody wants it if the results are what they like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and then when they're not, they're like, this is stupid. Why didn't you do it? I mean, like, (laughs) again, like, like Brandon Staley last week. I mean, you know, it's just, it's dumb. People are too results oriented. Um, BLG did say this on on your, your fantastic other show that that's, that's kind of the way people are in life. And like, that's, that sucks. (laughs) But but, I mean, you know, and you can only like, you can't convince people that, that feel that way. It's just, it's kind of the nature of the beast. I, I really, I feel for the Ravens. I would love to be wrong. I just don't, I don't see it, man. I mean, I, they don't have enough. They're, they're just, they're, they're running on fumes and, and it's been impressive. After this, they get the Rams and I, I don't like, I still Ooh. don't like totally buy into that. Uh, but the Rams are playing really well as of late. And then in week 18, they have the Steelers. Granted that game's at home and granted the Steelers are kind of frauds. Those but games are th- always close. Yeah, that's though. what I'm saying. Like, it's always tough. Like, I, so I, I mean, they they've made a lot of lemonade out of these lemons and, and I just think they're they're done right now. And I if yeah, you know, I'm sorry, Kyle Barber, who's who's handing me a huge L in our chess game right now, uh, as we speak. But I mean, it's you know, it's an impressive season, something to hang your hat on. Uh, but but next year, you know, like do you know how old John Harbaugh is, by the way? Oh, he's gotta be what, early uh, mid forties? That really your guess? Yeah. Forty five? Okay, that's really off um but I, I i thought you were gonna guess a lot older he's 59 um he's 59 yeah I, he but, looks great that's what he, oh, yeah like he, he kyle shanahan looks like he's 79 
I, I agree. Like John, my point is like, even though he's much older than you thought is John Harbaugh still going to be around for a long, long time mm-hmm. uh, coaching in the NFL. I mean, like he, he will win another Super Bowl. I'm, I'm very confident that I don't, I don't think it happens this year, uh, but, but you know, the Ravens will be back. 2022 might be their year. Can I just throw this out there? Because Lamar Jackson missed practice on Wednesday. Tyler Huntley is going to start again. I'm not, I'm not, Saying there's a quarterback controversy. Don't, I'm don't saying do it. this year, don't do it. Is there that big of a drop off between Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley? Like, are the Ravens at that much more of a disadvantage? I don't know. I mean, Huntley's been pretty damn good. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Like, you, you know, so yes, they're at a disadvantage. I mean, yes, the answer is yes, they're at a disadvantage, but like, not that much. That's the crazy thing. And that kudos to them man you found tyler huntley so good for you i'm just pointing out that huntley's been very very good uh, so you're taking the Bengals in this one right i will take the Bengals, and i just want to again reiterate as i pull this up here do you know where the ravens stand in the playoff picture because the Bengals are obviously leading the, the afc north at the moment not off the top of my head so the ravens are eight and six Okay, and and you know you mentioned that the end of the NFC is real tight. It's really not. I mean, not, not for the Niners and the Rams at least. Like it's tight for the seventh seed in the NFC. Right. The, the the AFC is is kind of like sad at the top, but the bottom is really <laughs> interesting. Um, the Baltimore Ravens at eight and six are the eight seed. They are the first team out right now, and. I think you got to win two of these final three, especially, you know, you got to win that Pittsburgh game, I think, because Pittsburgh is the nine seed. They're right behind Baltimore. Um, so if you win, that's like, I think it's kind of smart. Like, not that I think there is not a massive drop off, but I think it's kind of smart to get Lamar right. If, if you can steal one of these, if you can, the focus has got to be the Bengals and the, the Steelers games, right? I mean, the Rams are, you know, the Rams, but it's a non-conference NFC opponent, game, right? Right. So, if you can win these two games and you can get in with a healthy Lamar, I mean, right now, if, if they climb to the seventh seed, they're going to New England or, or Kansas City, whoever it isn't the one seed. I mean, like, I, I'm i not saying it, I trust it, but I, it's not impossible for John Harbaugh to go win that game. It's, man, it's going to be so much fun these last three weeks. It's going to be insane. Uh, I will take, I can't pick the... I can't pick the Ravens with all those losses. Like to overcome that would be incredible. So I guess I'll go Cincinnati in this one. I wouldn't be stunned at all if the Ravens won, but I have to go with Cincinnati. All right, let's go to New England now where the Bills are going to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Patriots are favored by two and a half points in this one. Uh, There's so much juice on this game, right? The Bills were they were, it was their division. Like you've said many times on this show. And then they go play new England and they're in that crazy game with this obscene weather to me, RJ, I think it's easy for the bills to just throw that game out, right? Just put it out of your mind. Cause you're like, whatever it was weird weather. That's not an accurate, you know, assessment of who we are. This is going to be the week where we show up and show out and show the world that this is our division and the Patriots can go pound sand. I don't buy it. I mean, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't buy it at all, dude. I, and this, this hurts me. Like I have, I've argued with Pete Sweeney on the other show I do here um, at the Espination NFL show that the bills were ready. The bills were right. The bills, you know what, Buffalo, you have made me look a fool. And if there's one thing I don't like to look, 
it's a fool. Stats, I said it a month ago. I'm going to stand by it. I said that entering this four-game stretch, the Bills are going to win one of those three games, and it was against the Panthers. And a lot of that is because the Panthers are the Panthers. But that loss to New England sealed their fate. They lost to Tampa Bay the following week. Obviously, they came back a little bit and made it impressive. Um, but they were still down. Like, <laughs> you know, that was like the right. sad part they of that. They had to come back, right. Like, this, if this were – if they had lost that crazy, you know – you know, wind game, whatever in Foxborough. And this was in Buffalo and you had a chance to kind of come back with the home crowd. I I might be able to kind of buy what you're selling. I just don't, man. And and the Patriots are coming off of a loss themselves, an embarrassing loss where, where Bill Belichick was so frustrated that he apologized to the media. Like the Bill Belichick just came out and apologized, dude, like run and duck for cover. Like there's no way that the Patriots are losing this game. None. Like like Bill is laser focused. They might win by 10. Like, I mean, they, they are going to crush the bills this week. I don't know about that. First of all, can I just say Bill Belichick apologizing to the media for being Kurt after the game, Bill, what's your excuse for the last 20 years? That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, what are you serious? Bill? Well, he, got, he got fired from Cleveland. That was, that was his excuse. He was upset right. over that. So here's what I don't like coming from the Patriots. And I was kind of stunned by this after the game. Did you notice this after the game against the Colts, Mac Jones got to the podium and said one that the team didn't practice good. He didn't practice good. And he said, we felt sorry for ourselves coming off of the bye, which is such a weird thing to say. I don't think that's something that rubbed a lot of the veterans in that locker room the right way. I'm sure the Patriots and Bill Belichick have talked to him about saying that. Like, you do not say stuff like that at the podium if you are a Patriots player. I have no confidence in Mac Jones. Like, I don't think Mac Jones is anything special. Just because he's played the best out of the rookies that we've seen so far doesn't mean he's actually good. It just makes him the best of that bunch, right? Like, if I go to a Little League field right now, I'm going to look pretty good. Does that mean I could play baseball? Hell no. So I don't think that I'm as nearly as confident you are in the Patriots in this one. I think the Bills are going to come out. I think they're going to be super motivated in this game. They're the hungrier team for sure. I think I'm going Bills, and I think I'm taking the points. Uh, I'm glad that we have a disagreement because it was getting a little bit boring around here. But stats, I mean, seriously, what a stupid line of thought. I mean, you know, embarrassing for you. Um, I'm, Which again, part specifically? All of there it. There's a lot uh, of stupid uh, in there. Like like I said, I'm bummed. I wanted the Bills. I wanted, you know, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year, obviously. I wanted to see right. Cowboys Bills. Like, I want the full 90s nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't think it's happening, man. I mean, like, it's been said many times, but I do you know how many games the Bills have won since their bye week? Their bye was in week seven. We are in week 16. Uh, week seven? There, that was their bye, so they came back in four. week eight. They have won four. Good for you. Okay, now can you guess the four teams that they have beaten since the bye? They entered the bye at four and two, by the way. They are eight and six. One of them's got to be the Jets, right? Because That is one of, of course. Them. Dolphins. That is two. Okay, you're you're three for three, counting the guess for four. Wow, I'm um, kind of impressed. Oh, pa- Carolina, obviously, and uh, the Saints. Holy crap, stats! Well done. Seriously, what? <laughs> What a sequence for you. Uh, everybody listen to the uh, the late night Sunday wrap up that stats does. He does a great job tying a bow uh, on everything around the explanation NFL show. That's how he knows all this stuff because he lives and breathes it. There you go. But, Thank um, you. but dude, yeah, I mean, like, and like, they lost to the Jaguars <laughs> in this stretch. <laughs> you know, like I just I and 
I just can't. I, they beat the Chiefs. That's the only thing that they've done of significance this year because their other four wins were at Miami uh, at the beginning of the season. They beat Washington. Cool. Not a, a challenge, obviously. They beat Houston. Again, the only team they've beaten that is of note is, is Kansas City, and that was when Kansas City was, like, falling apart and pooping all over themselves. I mean, I will take New England. I'm glad you're taking Buffalo, though. Well, okay, but then let me do this. Who have the Patriots beaten? The Jets, the Texans, the, the Jets Titans. again. The Chargers, the Panthers, the Browns, the Falcons, the Titans, and the Bills. The so, Browns and the Titans are way more impressive. Not that the Browns are impressive than anybody the Bills have beaten. And again, the they beat the Bills. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that makes them better. I'm just saying it's not exactly a murderer's row. So, I don't think of New England as this powerhouse team in the AFC. I really, really don't. And bottom line, I have more faith in Josh Allen than Mac Jones. That, that's just what it comes down to for me. So I will take the Bills. You're taking the Patriots. Good. That's a victory for me. All right. Let's take another deep dive. Our final deep dive of the day takes us to Minnesota, where the Vikings are getting two and a half points against the Rams. We have been the Kirk Cousins show of record. We have said that Kirk Cousins is not as bad as you think. I know some people think we want to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's not true at all. We're just saying he's not as bad as you think but it's a tall task for Kirk and company against the Rams. Yeah. Uh, much like um, it's, it's true that, um, that the, much of the world lives is, or is a results oriented process. Much of the world stats also is one extreme or the other. So if you say Kirk is not terrible, you are suddenly saying that he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Not at all. What we're saying we're saying he's better than you think. He's like a top 10, 11, 12 quarterback. He's he's a capable franchise quarterback. That's what we're saying. Um, he has not had the proper help around him. But stats, I don't know if you know this. Um, this is kind of set up perfectly uh, for you and your other co-host, Brandon Lee Gowden of Bleeding Green Nation. So as of now, the Minnesota Vikings are the seventh seed on the NFC side of things. The Dallas Cowboys would host them if the playoffs began today. The eighth seed are the Philadelphia Eagles. So the only seven and seven teams outside of the Saints, but you know, Saints are trash, like you said. Uh, the only <laughs> seven and seven teams that are really going to battle for this final playoff spot in the NFC are the Vikings and the Eagles. The Eagles' final three games, this is something that BLG and I discussed on the NFC's mixtape, which actually came out today on Thursday uh, because the Eagles played later. We did also have a very special guest on, Rick Devins from Survivor Edge of Extinction. You can listen to that show on the Blog and the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Big Blue View, or Hogshaven Podcast Network's No Big Deal Stats. The Eagles' final three games of the season, and I know I'm getting back to Rams-Vikings, don't worry. The Giants, Washington, Dallas. And Dallas might not be playing for anything in that Week 18 game. Meanwhile, Minnesota's last three games, you got the Rams this week. You're at Green Bay next week on primetime Sunday night football, and then Chicago to end it. You know, we'll give them the Chicago win. So my point is, if Kirk Cousins can outpace the, the Eagles head-to-head, -head, that's him outpacing BLG. He's got to go <laughs> through two big-time top contending teams in the conference to do it. One of those games, the more important of those games, on the road at Lambeau Field, or Aaron Rodgers bragged about playing earlier this week on primetime. You know what I mean? Like this is the the, the Kirk uh, like exorcism experience that we're about <laughs> to see here. I would love to see the Rams win because that would help the Cowboys as far as the NFC playoff picture is concerned. But man, I'm kind of thinking about taking the Vikings. I know that they did not look great on Monday Night Football. But, man, this is their kind of window. Like, they, they kind of find these weird spots to, to kind of catch teams by, you know, by surprise. The Vikings might be without Adam Thielen in this one. That would be a big deal. Uh, yeah, Justin actually, Jefferson, though. 
Kirk Cousins limited participant rib injury. That's not fun, but say what you want about Kirk Cousins. That dude always plays like he always plays. Give him credit for that. I just I kind of feel like the Rams are starting to get it together a little bit. You know, they got right against the Jags after three straight losses. Then they took down the Cardinals. They handled their business against the Seahawks, which say what you want. Seattle was a desperate team, you know, fighting to keep their playoff Mm. hopes alive in that game division game. The Rams got it done again. I don't know. I feel like maybe the Rams are starting to coalesce a little bit and they clinch a playoff spot with a win. So they're going to be motivated in this one. I certainly think the Rams are stabilizing is maybe the word I would use. Um, It was a rough little patch for them, obviously, especially offensively, but they've gotten right. I mean, it was three losses in a row, but outside of that, you know, those were their really only losses. Their other loss was against the Cardinals early on in the season. That was when Arizona was, was kind of moving and grooving. But I mean, if, if we, if we poke holes, which we like to do stats, these three wins in a row that they have ripped off and wins are wins. I mean, like, you know, it's hard to win in the NFL, whatever against the Jaguars right before, you know, urban was fired almost. Um, then against the the Cardinals who we now fully know to be frauds. Um, and then against the Seahawks and like think the Cardinals are frauds in part because they lost that game to the Rams. I know. Fine. I'll give them a little bit of credit. I, I'm not giving them credit for the Seahawks win though. Like that, you know, and like there's officiating that was a big part of that game as well. Like awful officiating that has been, you know, a factor all week long. So am I saying the Rams are terrible? No, I do think that they are an ascending team. You certainly want to, you know, this is the time of year you want to get hot. Um, but <laughs> what I was that I, voice. Uh, Johnny generic football NFL fan, jo- Johnny guy? football fan, JFF. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I just I'm not I'm not ready to like slam dunk their back. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I'm not quite there yet. I'm not saying you are and and do it. Win this game. What you you want, like I think the Vikings are a much more like fighting for survival team than you said the Seahawks were last week. So you know what? Do it. I mean, if if you're if you're really 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 back, go out just beat the tar off the Vikings. I will stats just for fun you know i feel sorry for you because you're so bad at this picking thing i'll take the vikings um and i'll be the the, the kirk champion here i i would love to be wrong like i said because the rams win helps the cowboys but i i just i have a sneaky feeling so i'll take the vikings if you want to take the rams mm, you know the rams better win this game and, and like you said vikings i think will be a little bit desperate because i think zimmer's fighting for his job there i mean the vikings playoff hopes are you know on life Kirk, support Kirk's here, fighting basically. for his job too. Like they might, you know, might, might be Kellen Mond time next year. And oh, I tell you God. what, like not to in- fully interrupt your point, but like the, the NFL moves so fast that if the Rams lose this game and if Baltimore does get it done against Cincinnati, like we would sort of love to see happen. All of a sudden Baltimore is on, you know, got a new wave of life next week for their game against the Rams. Yeah. The Rams got a lot of purple in their life. Vikings this week, then Ravens mm. next week, both of those games on the road. So that that's a tough road. And then the Rams finish up with San Francisco, who we all know kicks the tar out of them. They Niners have won five straight against the Rams. So you better win this game if you're the Rams because it's going to be a rough road the rest of the way. I think they will. I think they get it done. So I will take the Rams and I will give the two and a half points. All right, RJ. It is that time. Do you know what time it is? Time for tea. No, man. Do you drink tea? Are you a tea? You are a tea drinker. Yeah. Who doesn't drink tea? But like you drink hot tea during the day, right? Yeah. See, I only drink it like at night. Um, you know, it's just not not like like last night. Actually, I think I told you this uh, privately. My wife and I have been she's never seen the Harry Potter movies. So we've been watching them. Some of that's like the like, you know, 
English part of this, but like made myself a big old cup of tea, threw in some some aguave. You know, it's pretty nice, uh, pretty nice time for me. Congrats. Yeah. But now it's time for the week 16 lightning round. The lightning round. Let's start with the Browns traveling to Lambeau Field. The Packers are getting seven and a half points. The Browns are a dumpster fire. The Packers are going to dominate this one. Pro football's holiest cathedral sees another surface go in favor of the home team. Green Bay, I don't care what the line is. It sucks. They're awesome. Yeah, it's seven and a half. It doesn't matter. The Packers are going to roll. Dan Campbell's Lions are in Atlanta. The Falcons are giving six points in this game. I think I'm taking the uh, Jared Goff is on the COVID list. Mm, yeah, forget it. I'll take the Lions and I'll get the points. Man, I thought this was one I was going to get you on too. I will take the Lions. The Falcons are terrible. Like, like terrible, <laughs> terrible. So um, I will take the Lions. I'm fine if we're wrong here. It's it's fun. It's Christmas, stats. Yeah, and I, you know what? I want to see Dan Campbell get another win. Uh, Arthur Smith does nothing for me. Dan Campbell at least seems to be fun, so I'll go with that. The Jags are in Jersey to take on the Jets. That's a lot of alliteration. This game's a pick em, RJ. What do you got? I will take the Jaguars. I think that they're due. F- you know, they didn't get the urban fire bounce back performance last week, but guess who's here this week, or guess who's in front of you this week? The New York Jets, baby. If there's a team that can feed the bounce back, it's the Jets. Man, It's a. this is also like number one and number two overall pick going yep. against each other. And like that, like none of that juice is surrounding this game. None of it. Like, which really says a lot about how broken Trevor Lawrence is because of Urban Meyer and how broken Zach Wilson is because of Zach Wilson. Jets might not have Robert Sala in this game. He went on the COVID list. He may not be back in time for Sunday. I don't know if that's good news or bad news for the Jets. Uh, obviously, we're wishing Robert Sala well. I like the little juice between the quarterbacks there. I think it matters to them. And so, you know what? I think I'm going to I'm gonna take the Jets in this one. Why the yeah, hell not? Yeah, let's get some juice here, too, though. All right, you know, I'll one go and with two the picks. Jets. Okay, cool. Next up, let's go to Philly. NFC East matchup. The Giants are in Philly to take on the Eagles. Philadelphia is giving 10 points in this one. I don't care. The Giants are a disaster. The Eagles have something to play for. I'll take the Eagles, and I'll give the points. I have forgotten the stat at this point, but um, it's over 60 points. I, I, I think it might be 62. The Giants have been outscored 62 to nothing in the final two minutes of the first <laughs> half this season. The Giants are awful and embarrassment, medium cokes, blah, blah, blah. I don't care, whatever. Awful. They don't deserve to be an NFL team. They have lost double-digit games five seasons in a row. Banish the New York Giants. Send them over the wall. I, I mean, like, to the Nightwalkers. Like, they are awful. They are terrible. It's hilarious. Well, I'll give you a celebrity pick. Will you throw the Giants in the pit of misery like me and BLG do on Tuesdays? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I'm slam dunking them. I mean, like, I'm throwing them in there with authority. Like, I'm talking, get in this pit. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? You don't actually know. You know what? They don't even deserve the pit. They are in the <laughs> crate. They are in the cra- the black hole of misery. They go beneath the pit. I mean, the gi- dude, like, they're so bad. And the fact that they think they're so, like, good is so pretentious of them it is a joy to me to see how bad that they are um i had a giants fan um kind of in my mentions a little bit over uh the the end of sunday's game stats i don't know if you know this or not but trayvon Diggs, dallas cowboys cornerback has caught more passes in the end zone at metlife stadium than kenny galladay and Kadarius tony combined this season <laughs> that is such a cowboys fan stat but i kind of love it yeah the giants think they're like this blue blood franchise it turns out you're just bad and they're gonna lose again all right tampa bay is in carolina the panthers are getting 10 points in this game carolina planning to start cam newton although apparently 
PJ Walker will be part of the game. Who Sam Darnold will be part of the game. Sam Darnold. I don't need the Carolina Panthers quarterback update every week. This just in. They're all ass. Give me the bucks. I'll give the points. I think it's hilarious that people were like Matt Rule. Oh my gosh. Like blah blah blah. Matt Rule. Like he he is like by far the worst coach candidate or coach that was hired in 2020. And that I mean the carousel of people includes Mike McCarthy, obviously better. Ron Rivera, I would take over Matt Rule. Joe Judge, who I would take begrudgingly because Matt Rule has been that bad. <laughs> and Kevin Stefanski, who I like of those five, is Matt Rule not the worst? It's between he and Judge. Uh yeah, I'll give it to Matt Rule because Judge got the quarterback he wanted. So I'll give it to Rule. I just, I mean, how can you say like Sam Darnold will play? Like that's the dumbest thing in the world to me. The Panthers are awful. They have no direction. They have no juice. They have no nothing. Take their name away too. The Carolina football team, as far as I'm concerned, Bucks win easy. Although it sucks that they're without Chris Godwin. Chargers are in Houston to take on the Texans. Chargers, handle your business. You're giving 10 points in this one. I don't care. I'm going to take the Chargers. Justin Herbert and company. I know Austin Eckler is on the COVID list, and that's obviously a big deal. But you should easily win, even if Austin Eckler never plays a down in this game. Agreed. Justin Herbert, go get your bounce back. You've had a week and a half to get right. Get ready. It's Christmas time. Enjoy it. Get the win. Keep yourself well and alive. Also, a Chargers win here helps the Cowboys. So um, do it, please. Let's go to the Bears and oh, the Seahawks. Gross. What a gross Seahawks game. coming off a loss. The Bears are the Bears. Seahawks are favored by six and a half points in this one, RJ. Yeah. Um, I mean, it says a lot about the Bears that the Seahawks would be six and a half favorites against anyone. Um, I mean, the other thing here, dude, is like I I'm tempted to pick the Bears just because the vibes are so bad around the Seahawks. Like they have actually quit. You know, like I have, I have, have you seriously, like, have you ever seen a Seahawks team quit that they, they have, they have waved the white flag. They have quit. They are out. They are checked out. They are looking forward to next season. And why? Like, what do you even have to look forward to next season? If you're a Seahawks fan, like, is Russ going to be back? Is Pete Carroll going to be back? Like, who's going to be your head coach? You know, I know you guys flew it there throughout Dennis Allen, but like, who's going to be your quarterback? Kirk Cousins? I mean, maybe if he's oh, a free man. agent, like, I mean, I just, I don't know how you feel good about anything. If you're a Seahawks fan right now. And now, this you know, is, like, I, I kind of liked their futuristic-looking uniforms for a little while. Now they annoy me. Like, you know, like, every, everything that they're doing now just bothers me. This is going to be the most interesting offseason for the Seahawks in quite some time. You know what? I think I'm going to take the Bears in this one. Give me, I'll get the six and a half points. I think the Bears will cover the spread. Justin Fields, I think, wants to show people that he's not as horrible as he has looked at times. I don't know what's going on with Russ. I don't know if it's the finger, whatever it is. He just does not look right to me. So I will take the points and the bears i will take the seahawks stats before you move on even though i just trashed them because you mentioned russ russ has officially cratered the seahawks season now he's now he's of the mindset okay you know what i gotta re-up my stock i gotta re i gotta get out of here watch out here i come russ russ is gonna win some people some fantasy leagues because like he might have a nice little run here to end the season Steelers are in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. They might not look like the Chiefs, though, RJ. They've got COVID issues, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. This is not going to be a pretty game, I don't think. Where are you going in this one? Man, I am upset that I have to do this for the second week in a row, and I was right last week. I think Pittsburgh, dude. I I just and can't, I to be very clear, Kansas City's win last week was maybe their highest quality win of the season. Certainly their highest quality since they kind of pulled themselves out of that funk. But they almost lost. And you know, I, I'm not trying to move goalposts, but like if one of those two point conversions hits, they lose. 
I don't believe in the Steelers at all. I think they're frauds. I don't believe in Ben Roethlisberger. But if there's one thing I believe in in this game, with all due credit and respect to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, this year, this moment, this period in time, it's Mike Tomlin. He will find a way. And I, I at the very least, will pick them to cover. I don't know that they win, but seven and a half is too much to give Kansas City right now. I completely agree with you on every single thing you just said. I think the Chiefs will probably win this game, but there's no way to me that they win by more than seven and a half points, especially if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey cannot go in this game. Travis Kelsey, man, what a monster for for the Chiefs. And I just, yeah, I have faith in Tomlin. Not that I don't have faith in Andy Reid, but Steelers will definitely cover this one to me. Broncos. At the Raiders, the Raiders are getting a point. Drew Locke said, RJ, it's time to show everyone that I am better than I have played. Guess what, Drew? You're not better than you've played. The Broncos, I still think, are frauds. I will take the Raiders. I will get the point, and I will feel pretty good about it. I think the Broncos are better than at least I was willing to give them credit for early on this season. I think, and I have said this, I think that this year, more than anything, they have proved that they are a roster that can be elevated by an elite quarterback, that they, they have proved that they are worthy of Aaron Rodgers, you know, so to speak. Um, so that, that is, that, that is an interesting, you know, sort of plot line to develop over the course of this season, heading into the off season. Uh, that being said, they currently do not have an elite quarterback. Um, even when Teddy Bridgewater is playing and Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater also proved that he is miles better than Drew Locke for anybody that miles that. better. Yeah. Um, Drew love the, the buzz celebration you do. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, but this, this ain't it, man, this, this, this really ain't it. And you know, you know what? I kind of hope, I kind of hope the Raiders go and, and stomp on their own logo at midfield before this. Game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just, I, this, I was hoping this game would have some juice. I'll take the Raiders to win, but I think it's, this is going This is an afternoon game. It's just going to be like, you know, Scott Hansen's going to check in on reds and you're gonna be like, Oh, the Raiders are up by 21 points. Like that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. We'll move on. I know this is a lightning round, but let me just say really, really quickly. If I'm the Broncos, my entire mission this offseason is recruiting Aaron Rodgers, is getting an elite quarterback. If I'm John Elway, I go to Aaron Rodgers. And I say, look, our roster has some skill players that are great. Jerry, Judy, Cortland, Sutton, Noah Fant. We've got really good skill players. All we're missing is you. We've got a defensive head coach. He'll take care of the defense. You can run whatever offense you want. Pick your coach. We'll hire him to be the coordinator. You can run everything. You can be the GM of the offense. We'll let you do it. Come here. You've seen that we can transplant a quarterback and win Super Bowls. We've done it already. That would be my my selling pitch to Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? I agree with you completely. I think it's amazing how Vic Fangio really would be to Aaron Rodgers what John Fox was to Peyton Manning. Yeah, um, you know, you know what I mean. Like, and and I don't think John Fox had a lot to do with the success early on in Denver. In fact, the the real defensive success came once he left. Um, but at, that's funny. And and there is this like weird. I've, you know, some teams have like these, I know like it is the lightning round, but some teams have these like weird connections, you know, like, like with, you have this like random connection with a weird team. The Broncos and bears kind of have that. Like you've got the Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton thing, obviously, but you've got the John Fox connection. Uh, you've got the Vic Fangio connection. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, obviously that's, that's the bears benefiting from that. Although having success with Vic Fangio seemingly, I mean, you know, just just kind of funny but i i think the broncos stats i think they're going to land aaron Rodgers in the offseason not an original take or anything and i think they're going to be the would-be destination in free agency denver is an awesome place i mean you know it is. I, it's a great I, city 
that's what I think that they're, they're the you know not that anyone's ever the new one, but like the Leonard Fournettes and whatever that they pop up in free agency, they're going to head to Denver to go play with Aaron Rodgers because they think that's going to be the place to be. How fun would the AFC West be if you've got Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes? That's six games a year that are just incredible quarterback matchups. Please, please let that happen. And oh, by the way, if Aaron Rodgers could lead the NFC, I know that's something you and I would greatly appreciate. And speaking of the NFC, our final game of the week, the Washington football team is in Dallas to take on Big D, RJ. Your Cowboys are given 10 and a half points on Sunday night football. How the hell is the Washington football team on Sunday night football? Uh, well, because a lot of people thought that Washington would win this division. You included, you big dummy. Yeah, uh, but we lo- can flex the games. We don't have to stick with this game. It's I'm stunned that this game is still on Sunday Night Football. I think you actually should be stunned. And I know a lot of people would say, well, it's the Cowboys, you know, whatever. The Cowboys were actually flexed off of Sunday Night Football last year against your 49ers. But, um, but beyond the fact that the Washington football team just doesn't have any juice, and maybe that's why you get out of this, um, you know, what what further proves your point is Dallas is probably going to have the division locked up before this game even starts. I don't know if you know stats. They can clinch the NFC East uh, before they even play if the Eagles lose to the Giants. I don't think either of us thinks that's going to happen. But they can also clinch the NFC East if they get two wins of six different games. Um, it, it's, it's a little bit complicated, and it has to do with strength of victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. But if any of these games go their way, if the Jaguars beat the Jets, that's one one feather in the entirely possible. Cap. And they they only need they technically only need one and a half of these, but you know two is a little bit more likely. If the Chargers beat the Texans, that's happening, right? That's that's one uh, that you're willing to give them. If the Patriots beat the Bills, which is very possible, if the Vikings beat the Rams for some reason, or if the Falcons beat the Lions, I know we both took the Lions, but it is what it is. You also could get a Raiders win over the Broncos, although that game takes place in the afternoon window. The other five I mentioned to you, stats all take place in the noon windows. That's five games where you only need one and a half, technically, you know, to be fair, but two to go your way. If two of them go their way in the noon window, Cowboys are NFC's champions before, you know, Broncos Raiders even kicks off. And so to that point, especially, I don't know why this game stayed at Sunday night football slot, but it is the Cowboys. They are undefeated in December. They're America's team. It will probably do killer ratings. On the subject of Sunday night football, this is Michelle Tafoya's 300th game is the sideline reporter. Uh, so very cool stuff right there. Congratulations to her. But uh, I don't know how the Cowboys don't win this game. Although Taylor Heineke was uh, elevated off of the COVID list uh, right before we started recording. For if the worth. Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot, I don't play Zeke in this game. Anybody that's dinged up in any way, I am benching if I am the Cowboys. Just Tyron because... Smith probably won't play if I'm if I'm speculating correctly. You know, We'll see what, what the week has in store. Um, but yeah, maybe you give Zeke a rest, maybe even give Tony Pollard a rest, you know what I mean? Right. Like if, but they are still alive, you know, obviously for the one seat, they really are. I mean, if the True. Packers lose on Saturday and, and they're still alive for the two seat, they currently hold the two seat. Um, so, you know, if Tampa wins, if Arizona wins, if the Rams win, I mean, you know, there are a lot of other things to play for, obviously, but, uh, they might have some, some caps and t-shirts waiting in their lockers when they walk into the building, um, on Sunday afternoon. I don't even I think they'll probably win, but I don't think they cover the spread. I'm I feel confident that Washington is going to Washington is a pain, right? Like they're just a pain in the ass, especially now that Heineke is going to play. The dude just makes things happen. I could see them getting a garbage touchdown that that covers the spread for them. 
So I'll take the Washington football team to cover the spread. I think Dallas will win probably, but to me, there's no way they win by 11 points. Stats, one of my wins over you this season in this competition we're doing here was Dallas over Washington two weeks ago. I took Dallas and they covered. They were three and a half point favorites in that game. Ten and a half here. I have also won the two largest spreads that either one of us has taken, uh, 10 and 11 points respectively. So I am unafraid of going out on a limb like I am unafraid of doing so here. I will take the Cowboys 10 and a half for what it's worth. Two birds, one stone. My time this morning. I've been running our Madden simulation uh, for the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel behind you the entire time we've been on today. And the Cowboys did win and did not cover. But I can't tell anybody the final score. You got to go watch the video. Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Boy, you just find a way to shoehorn anything that you were involved with into the show, do you? I mean, isn't that literally my job? So <laughs> I thought your job was to be entertaining and informative. Sorry. I mean, I think I'm exceptionally entertaining and fantastically informative. I mean, you know, did you know that, uh, I don't know, I can't think of a fun fact. You're the guy named Stats. Tell us a cool stat, Stats. You can't think of a single fun fact? About the world? Um, yeah, give me something, man. Come on. Um, I don't know. Um, Come on, man. The human head weighs eight pounds. Is that really true? I don't know. Did you make that up? That, Just that's throws, very it's plausible. It's all about the confidence, RJ. It's all about how you present it. Haven't you learned this as a Cowboy fan? It doesn't matter if there's any substance to your team. Mm. It's all about the style. I know one team whose Super Bowl drought is longer than the Cowboys, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers stats. How many Super Bowls have the Dallas Cowboys been? Are you really about to brag about losing Super Bowls to yeah, Joe Yeah, because you have to get there to lose it, you fool. And the Dallas Cowboys haven't sniffed the Super Bowl because they can't mm -hmm. even get into an NFC title game, let alone the Super Bowl. So Bragging I don't want to hear losses. any chatter from you. Bragging about losses. That's how the, how the mighty 49ers have fallen, that they have to brag about losses now. I remember when the 49ers were undefeated in the Super Bowl stats. Yeah, so do I. And then they got to two more. Mm, but they lost them, so... Yeah, again, this is not like you can't shame me because the 49ers lost the Super Bowl. I know you think that that's your like get out of jail free card in this argument. It's not. No I, one I, thinks that. You are I'm all not, alone on this branch. I'm out of jail. It's free. I'm good to go. Uh, more than anything, stats, I think we should celebrate. Bear did not bark at all the entire That's true. Time. We should We're end the show uh, before that happens. By the way, Dak's going to have a stinker on Sunday Night Football that's going to cement his losing the comeback player of the year award watch it. that's what's gonna happen uh stats before we leave a quick recap on our bets just so yes. everyone knows um yes. i have new england you have buffalo patriots favored by two and a half i have minnesota you have the rams rams favored by two and a half so i took one favorite you took another we did a, a pick em. first time we've taken a pick em in this competition i took jaguars you took jets i took two more favorites seattle over chicago uh, Seahawks favored by six and a half. Sorry, Bear. Um, not a believer in the other Bears. Uh, and Dallas over Washington. Dallas, 10 and a half point favorites. Uh, so all together, if we do the total math here, I am giving you, let's see, 17. That's 19. I'm, I'm giving you 17 points from a cumulative standpoint. Um, that is, you know, pretty generous of me. Instantly regretting my Jets pick, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, everybody, enjoy your holiday. Uh, hope everybody has a happy and safe holiday. RJ, especially to you and your family. I hope things are good. First holiday as a dad. Congratulations again. And uh, all my picks are going to turn out right. Shout out to Buffalo Rumblings, by the way, who was watching, saw my Bills pick, and gave me props for that. So we love you, Buffalo Rumblings. Enjoy it, everybody. Go Niners tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas to all and to all a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.